Good morning. Might as well go ahead and get a couple of these first so we don't have any issues. Hopefully not, but just in case. Well, um, you know, it's hard to believe that this church has been around for 15 years and we're just starting to come into phase two of our ministry. So, um, you know, he's doing a reseeding. And then the seed must die in order to produce. And I thought uh, Joseph Level said it the best a couple weeks ago after Brandon got done preaching. And he was talking about where we're going to be 5, 10, 15 years from now and seeing what's going to happen in our lives. And I thought that was a good wrap-up to what Brandon was sharing that that Sunday. And, you know, a lot of times um, when something like this happens to a church or whatever, there's a lot of the true colors of a church starts to show up. And sometimes that's not in a positive way. You know, you have bitterness and jealousy and envy. And, you know, sometimes you get these sucker punches coming in from the back trying to get people's last words in, whether it's social media or whatever. And, and that didn't happen in this church because we care about one another, we love each other, and we're kingdom-minded. And our true colors, which has been showing, you know, in the, in the services, <laughs> since we decided to close, the services have been awesome. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's like something lifted. I don't know what. Um, but the preaching has been, the, the spirit has been really sweet. I mean, like even up here praying for people, you know, me and my wife are getting visions for people. And, and um, it's just been just really sweet what the Lord has been doing. And, um, and that's awesome. And, you know, uh, Suzanne said this long, long time ago, and it's very true. You know, our church has, has always been like a hospital for whatever reason that is. People come in, they're broken, they're hurting, they need help, they need relationship. We, with the Lord's help, put them back together, and then God sends them out. And, um, you know, and it's sort of been, for the last several years, that's sort of been the, what's happened in our church a little bit. And, um, and now he's sending us all out. So um, let's pray, and then we'll get... We'll get Given my message, but Lord, we just come before you today and just say thank you again for what you've done over the years. Lord, we are so thankful for this ministry starting out of a college ministry and, and hitting the campus where many people were getting saved and brought up, and, and then you flourished this into a church, and, um, and all the things that have happened along the way, people that have gone into ministry, people that have gone on the mission field, um, marriages, you know, um, you know, people that were, we had a lot of marriages that were, people were mar- married when they were virgins, and that is awesome, and there's just so many things that you have done over the years, and we just want to say thank you. Thank you so much that we could be a part of what, what you were doing, and so uh, we just come before you today, and we just continue to give this service to you. I pray that you would speak through me, Lord God, and use me. And just pray that you just prepare our hearts for what you have for us today. So, amen. Well, um, I shared a message, I think it was like April 15th, and um, it was a message I preached out of Proverbs. It was Proverbs 3, 1 through 12, and I was talking about trusting in the Lord. Um, And um, most of the time, you know, God gives me a message because it's usually something going on with my life and, and being able to share and be transparent. And it was one of those messages where he asked me to preach it first, 
and then he dealt with me. <laughs> you know, and so now I'm going to share sort of out of what, what God has been doing to me. And, you know, Cynthia shared last week, um, her message was uh, Jesus and the boat people. And mine is just going to be this today as sort of testimony of one of those boat persons. Um, we're going to look at um, Proverbs 3, 4 through 7. And we're going to, I'm going to read out of the NASB. We don't have that version, so what comes up on the screen may be a little bit different, but I like this version. It says, starting with verse 4, so you will find favor and good repute, or another version says high regard in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. And so I'm just really going to share a little bit of the testimonies for what, what I've been going through, for a little bit of our family has been going through. Um, and it really started um, March 6, 2016. And, um, you know, that was sort of around the time when this message was coming out about getting out of the boat. And you know how you, you hear, sometimes you hear a message like that, and you're like, that's for John. You know, let me send him the podcast. You know, that's for him, all that. And... Um, and I know most of us have realized uh, that that message has been for us, and then definitely as we come to the last couple of services, it's for all of us. And on March um, 6th, we had a speaker in, Wayne Bushler from um, um, what's One Focus came in, and he shared that Sunday, and he actually had a couple of prophetic words for some people. And I was one of them that he gave the word to, and I'm not going to read the whole word that he gave to me, but just give you an idea, it said, he said I, that I had been writing on one whiteboard and that God was giving me another whiteboard that I had had an altogether different stream of thought, a different stream of action, and that as I pursued it, I would be amazed at the creativity, the innovativeness, and the ability to be a blessing. And I've gotten many prophetic words over the years, and maybe you have too, and most of them are encouraging, and they just sort of confirm what things are going on in your life. Um, this one was not one I, that I saw coming. Um, and so, um, so it was sort of a little bit vague to me. And so now um, it's like, you know, that's a great word, but what does it mean? You know, where, where is this going? And so I thought for a while that maybe, you know, that I was supposed to change the culture in my basketball program. We had some new kids coming in and supposed to do something there. Um, and you got to realize I, in, in my... For the last 13 years, all the whiteboards I've been writing on has all to do with basketball, nothing to do with teaching. And so whether it was in the locker room, in my classroom, reviewing film, halftime, you know, those things, it's all been whiteboards as far as basketball. And so, um, so I you know, wasn't sure exactly what, what that was, was going on, but over about a two-year process, and with me, that's how God works. He gives me a word. Then it, it's a year to two years for me to change, to grow, to be prepared for that word to take place in my life, and then it, then it happens. And so the process sort of began, and, and that's not a time, you know, when you get something like that, that's the time sort of to lock in. It's a time to press in, to prepare yourself for what God's doing, and not just sit back, you know, go to the movies and eat popcorn, and, you know, God said this, it's going to happen. No, it's a time to prepare. And so... About that time, Suzanne actually realized and felt that I was going to be leaving Ragsdale. And, um, and here's, a, here's a tip for you, is if you have, 
if the Lord has given you a word for your spouse, that pray that, that, that your spouse will be dealt with by the Lord. Don't be the Holy Spirit. Don't try to force them into something they don't want to do or not prepared for, but allow God to start to speak to them so that they get it. And when they get it, then, then you know what's going to happen. And so, um, you know, we talked about some things, whatever, but for the most part, she just sort of prayed about it and let it resonate. And, um, and so, you know, a, a two years ago was when our, uh, she sort of closed up homeschooling after 20 years, and we were looking for and praying for a place for the boys to be going to school. And, um, you know, our oldest two went to High Point Christian, and we just didn't feel like that was a place for, the, for them. Um, we also were looking around. We thought maybe Cornerstone, you know, Townsend's got their kids there, and maybe over there, and they were moving that school closer to us at the time. And so, but Suzanne really had a real sense that the Lord was putting them over at Leadership Academy in Kernersville. And we didn't get into Cornerstone. All these schools are lottery-based, so you've got to either get in or not get in. And, and the boys got in over there. And so Suzanne sort of started working as a, as a um, sub and then as a teacher assistant and in the office. And then recently in June became full-time in the office over there. And so um, and you've got to understand that, that sort of the makeup of who I am is I'm a loyal guy. I'm a team player. I'll do whatever needs to be done. I'll stay the long haul. And, and so I don't, I don't like change. I know it's great. I know it's God. I don't like change. It's just not my personality. Um, but God always has a way of pushing me out of my comfort zone. So even if I stop it, he doesn't. Um, and so, and you got to realize that the, the job at Ragsdale was an absolute miracle, how I got that job, and I've told many testimonies in the past of how that came about, and it was also my dream basketball coaching job. So when I, when I got there, I wanted a place where I could put down roots, build community, you know, sort of build generationally, um, where not only would I coach the, the kids I would coach, but later, hopefully they would come back and help me and I've had several guys, like I just had um, this past season, the guy that played for me the very first year come back and help coach. He got out of the Air Force. He's got two kids, and his wife's working at the uh, Jamestown Middle, and so he came back and helped me this year. I've had some other kids come back and train and, and do some things for me. i got one kid right now that's actually working with the Charlotte Hornets organization, and we just saw him a week ago, and he's going overseas, and he's doing some training, and he's trained like, I don't know, 20, 25 pro uh, NBA draft picks. Pro, pro draft um, before the draft and 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 so that's something I always wanted to build you know generationally a little bit through my program and and we've had a lot of success at Ragsdale I mean I won 188 games in 13 years we've had a couple um, McDonald's All-American nominees we've had about 15 plus kids go on to play in college from junior college all the way to division one um, we've won we've won lots of championships but um, the truth is, it all comes back to kingdom. And when, when all is, is said and done, it's not how many games you win. It's not all those things. It's about his kingdom. And so, okay. Um, but trusting in God requires us to put away our ego to put away our pride, and to walk in humility. 
I didn't think this part was going to come up like this, but it did. <laughs> so verse 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. <laughs> and I mentioned in the previous message, when I, when I talked about this in April, I said that, what does trusting the Lord look like? Are we really trusting him with our lives, or are we just asking him to bless our plans? Big difference. <laughs> and, um, you know, just because you're doing something that's good doesn't mean it's God. There's a lot of things that are good, but is it what God called you to do is a big difference. <laughs> and so, you know, here he brought me, and we got, we got to have a kingdom mentality at all times. It doesn't mean we like it. It doesn't mean our flesh likes it, but we always have to have a kingdom mentality. And so here was something that God brought me to. He blessed me with, and he was asking me to lay it down. You know, and so, you know, now I'm going to get back to a little bit of my, back up a little bit. <laughs> so over the next two years from that prophecy, um, I had, I'd realized that after that prophetic word, I'd gotten a little bit into cruise mode at Ragsdale. I'm teaching ISS. I've been doing that for 13 years. Um, um, Cynthia talked about last week being in a comfort zone and being... And, and not um, are getting real comfortable with your situation. And, and that's sort of where all of a sudden I started falling into a little bit. And I was feeling more like a babysitter than having an impact. Um, and a lot of things were sort of changing. Um, I wasn't having the impact I was with my, my basketball players and, and on the campus. I sort of got a little bit isolated. Based, some of that's based on the nature of my job, but... Um, from some friendships there, and, and, um, and I started to yearn for something deeper, but I really didn't know what that was. Um, and so, you know, here I've been teaching ISS for 13 years, and I didn't have to worry about lesson plans, and I know teachers in here hate me for that. So I never did any lesson plans. I really missed the techno technology um, sort of run where it sort of came right during the time when I was at, at um, Ragsdale as far as this technology boom and all the computer age a little bit. And I, didn't really, I wasn't really part of that because my job didn't, I didn't really have to do some of that or very minimum. Um, you know, I wasn't, um, I had been doing a lot of things as uh, an assistant AD at school and then uh, the, the new AD that came in, he was sort of this gung-ho guy that, that wanted to do everything and, and everything, which is fine. And then when the technology age kicked in here, I was doing a lot of school's eligibility for sports, and then because of that, I didn't have access, so that stopped. Um, and then it really sort of went from me covering games and being with people and all that to driving the bus in the fall and the spring for people that didn't have their CDL. So all of a sudden, my job description sort of changed and all that stuff over the last couple of years. And so, um, but I, I always had a desire for teaching and coaching at my kids' school. It didn't happen with our first two, just based on what, what what happened. But we always wanted to establish like a family ministry. And when I was when I started, I was at a middle school in Durham, Lowe's Grove Middle School, and and Suzanne was really a big part of of that. And so when I was coaching and teaching, we we had Bible studies going on, and 
And um, even after having kids, she was homeschooling, so she was available to come and brought her, brought the kids with us. And you know, I'm coaching soccer on the sidelines. I, was, I did girls for three years along with the boys, and and um, and she's she's bringing Aaron was young at that time, and she brought her over, put a little you know mat out, and she's sitting on the sidelines. She's ministering to the girls during the game and after the game. And Andrew's run, running ball. Uh, ball boy on the sidelines all the time, and you may, I don't know if Andrew was, Andrew might have been born at that time, was he? It was after that, okay, I'm sorry. Michael played for me, <laughs> most of you guys know that, but he was my goalie when I was coaching soccer in middle school, and um, and so, you know, it was like everything was a part of that, and so when I moved to uh, my next job where I got my first high school coaching job, it was 45 minutes away from the house, a year away from Twins things changed a little bit. It wasn't like she could be, you know, it wasn't his family ministry as much. And so in the new year, God starts um, getting me to think about the possibilities of switching to the North Carolina Leadership Academy, but I just didn't feel like the door was shut yet at Raxdale. And so, um, but in February, we f- I'd finished my basketball season in February, and after our last game in the locker room, I heard the Lord say, you're done okay, what's phase two? All right, that's nice, all right, but I don't know what the next step is. But it was clear, and God took my heart away from Ragsdale very quickly after that. And so I'm sort of walking in the funk and, I'm, and not really knowing what's going to happen. Um, and so in March, um, NCLA, it's a CAP school, meaning it's a civil air patrol school, a lot like ROTC is at some schools. I think there's the only one in the state, right? But, you know, they got kids that will be flying before they graduate by themselves, all right? And they have a great program there, and it's a leadership program, and they decided to go on two tracks because now all the kids don't have to go through the CAP program anymore. After seventh grade, they decide, do I go on a leadership track or I go on a CAP track? And so they can make that decision. And so that happened in March. So I, when that happened, I, I'd had a decent relationship with the principal over there. I, uh, I didn't know her when she was at High Point Central, but we had several contacts that were the same in several different events. We'd been talking and stuff, and she'd mentioned, you know, threw it out to me, you need to come over here and all that. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and so, uh, but, so I, I threw my resume to her, and I knew there wasn't any job open at that time. I just said, hey, keep this on file. You know, th- something opens up, I might be interested. Um, and so after that, um, by this time, um, we also knew that God was calling us out of this church. And um, that not only was my professional family going to be changing, but also my spiritual family. And <laughs> nice that you're in the front row, Joe. I appreciate that. Um, because it was after Joe's message that sort of rocked my world, and I talked about that, but um, we didn't, there was a lot of conversations Suzanne and ha- I had and prayer and things, and, and she actually knew this before this, and that God was going to call us out of his church. And I'm like, I'm an elder. I've been, help it build here and pray believing and you're calling us out really i'm loyal 
I'm not going anywhere. So, um, not too long after that, uh, we were, I had a 30-year re, reunion with some, uh, my college basketball team that went to the NCAA tournament and won our championship and stuff. And I was in Roanoke, and I was coming back, and um, on it was Sunday morning, and, and I was like, Lord, if this is you, you've got to tell Stephen and Michael <laughs> before I do, because I, I don't know. And that Sunday, Suzanne's talking to Carrie, and they come to find out they're going to go full-time in the military. And then sometime later, then we find out God's worked on Michael and Cynthia to get their house in order. And it's like, okay, maybe this isn't just me then. And so we start seeing how God's starting to work here a little bit. And, um, but, you know, it, so that was, and then, uh, and so, but now time is still going on. Now we're, we're trusting, okay, Lord, you're doing something here. I don't know what's going on. And, and it wasn't like we had a church we were going to. So it wasn't, you know, he just was shutting the doors, but we didn't know what, what that meant or the next step or any of that type of stuff. So then um, uh, I had a job interview with the school in, in June, June 7th. And I had a job interview with all three principals and the guy in charge of CAP. And um, this was like one of my teacher work days after our exam, or during exams for, for Ragsdale. But no offer, no whatever, and came in. It was, it was a 30-minute interview. Everybody asked me one question, and it was done. And I'm like, what was that? I'm used to like two-hour interviews, a lot of talk, a lot of discussion, all this. And I was like, is this just a formality? Was this, this real? Did we just meet, you know? And, um, and everything was positive, but it was just like, everybody asked one question, was done, all right? So I was a little caught, you know, off guard on that, but it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. So the trusting sort of began, and um, um, my heart for Ragsdale was gone, but here we're coming into June. It's a big June is a big deal in the summer for basketball. I'm still coaching the team. Nothing's changed. Um, I mean, we, I coached 33 games in 14 days. And, um, uh, and I, my staff was depleted. My two assistants on the varsity said that they, couldn't, they weren't going to do it anymore. One of my uh, JV guys said he couldn't do it. My other JV guy was on vacation. So here I'm doing both, all of them, for 14 days. We have our own... <laughs> Jamboree that we've been running the last six years, which has become almost the largest one in North Carolina during the summer. We had 21 different teams come in over two days, everybody playing three to six games. And it, everything's just sort of going on, but it wasn't my team anymore. God had taken my heart away. I mean, I mean I'm positive, I'm still building relationship, and all, but it wasn't mine. And, um, and, and we had a pretty good summer. I mean, I had a kid who's 6'6", uh, six, six, Seven-foot wingspan, just got eligible. He averaged about 15, 16 points a game all summer. Um, I got another kid, 6'5", big kid. You know, he's, he's coming on. I got two all-conference guards and a point guard that can fly. And so we started off 1-2, and two, and then we went 19-1 the rest of the summer. Things were rolling, but it ain't my team. And, um, and so here we are. We finished up in June. July sort of become AAU basketball, so that's, we sort of hand them over to that world. I won't go into that one. Um, 
And, uh, and so Suzanne's working the whole time. June ends. She now gets full-time. One of the things that had to happen for us to move over was for her to get full-time in benefits. So in June, she gets full-time in benefits. So there's seven to $10,000 in my income that I've never seen because of insurance that we actually get to put hands on, you know. So, um, and we were evaluating, okay, I'm going to take a pay cut going to charter school. They can't pay, like, on paper I'm taking a pay cut. Let me say that. On paper I'm taking a pay cut. Go over there because they can't pay, like, the state employee. I do get retirement, so that doesn't change. Um, so we're sort of negotiating, okay, what, what can we do? We don't want to go backwards. We're finally coming into some money, you know, all these years, and we're finally starting to make some. And it's like, I don't want to go back, you know, um, so we're sort of crunching numbers and all that type of stuff. And, um, and so now July starts. So Susan's been working at the office the whole time, and she's really stayed out of it. You know, that's Craig's deal. That's his job he's going for. This is my job. I got to do the best I can, all that, and not asking questions and all that. But it's getting to be like, it's starting to move on a little bit, and there's no off, nothing's happened. Now, they have a lot of principals who are going on vacation and back and all that stuff, and so it was like one come, comes back, no one leaves, and, um, but then all of a sudden, some things started happening. Um, uh, one of the principals asked her, so how did Craig think the interview went? And she's like, well, he's confused. <laughs> he didn't know what happened, you know, and she's, well, I think it went really good, Okay. At least that's a positive. We haven't heard anything yet. And then that same principal, um, there was a teacher that moved over there from Ragsdale, and she's going to be teaching middle school. And she was in the office. Suzanne met her for the first time, and they were talking about stuff. And she didn't know what I taught besides ISS. And so she was asking her, and she was telling her, and then all of a sudden this same principal says, and he teaches leadership. Jumps in the conversation from the back, not her personality whatsoever to say something like that. And it's like, okay, maybe a positive here. Um, and then now it's July 10th and Suze is with the treasurer at the school and I actually was on the phone with the principal um, and, and, and the treasurer's sort of like, oh good, he's talking to him and you know, probably getting things worked out and finally for the first time Suzanne says, what's taking so long? You know, it's been over a month. We haven't, there's never been any offer on the table. They actually give you an offer in charter compared to public. Um, and so when she said, well, what, what, because she knows all the dollars that go through there. She said, well, what's Craig going to offer? And she told, told them a figure. And she said, oh, no, don't you ever offer that. You offer this. And if that conversation doesn't happen, I might have cost myself about $10,000. So she says this figure, so I get on the phone later with the principal now that I have good knowledge from the Lord. Um, and so I gave her a plus 2,000 figure, and she sent me a contract plus 500 more. So that came in. And so um, I will be teaching leadership classes, 8th, ninth, and 10th grade at the Leadership Academy. I'm assistant soccer coach. My boys are not real sure yet. That's why they're looking down because I will, I will have them for three years and they're really, really praying that I don't bring any middle school jokes out of my back pocket that I haven't had for years because they keep saying, no, Dad, that's not going to work. That's, that's not going to work, you know. So 
so they're, they are not real sure about this deal. They'll, they'll be okay. I'll be praying for them. But, um, so I have them for three years straight. And I will be the head basketball coach there. They are going into the High School Athletic Association. Um, they're not really ready for that um, overall, but they'll be making a transition from the charter school into the public uh, arena as far as for sports. And, um, but it's a little different talent level from Ragsdale to here. Um, and, but I, I, I must say the Lord has sort of taught me a little bit about being careful what I say because the Lord has always brought people in everywhere I've gone and where I've gone places where they've not made a, the, the state tournament in five years, we made it the first year there. And, and God has always put those pieces together. So I've got to be care, careful how I say because I don't want to curse myself in that. But, um, you know, and so I go back to, you know, the very thing that God gave me, which was his dream coaching job, I now had to lay at his feet. And just like Abraham with his son, the, the blessing that God gave him, he always wanted a son, he gave him a son. And then he had to lay that very son at the altar to turn it back over to make sure his heart was right and his heart was checked. And I share this because I'm not the only one going through some of these changes in our lives. I'm not the only one. I'm just one of the testimonies of what God is doing in this house. There's many people that are going through this. Some people have already gone through it. Some people are still going through it. And I just really felt like the Lord was, you know, you, you, if you take a trapeze artist, you know, when they go from the one bar to the next bar, they have to let go of the one in the past in order to grab on to the one in the future. There's no way you can grab on to both bars at the same time. And I just really felt like the Lord was saying to people in this room that, that he is swinging that bar to you. And for some of you, that means of letting go of some of those things in the past so that you can move forward and grab onto that bar. And I don't know what that is for you. I don't know if that's past relationships. You talked a little bit about that up there, you know, with hurts and pains. Um, I don't know if that's family issue. I don't, know, I don't know what that is, but I feel like the Lord is up here and he's throwing that bar right to you. And he's asking you to reach out in faith and grab on to the next stage of what's going on. And, um, and God has something uniquely for everyone in here. There's nobody's going to take what God has uniquely for you. That is only for you. But sometimes we're not prepared to take it at the time that he gives it to us. But that doesn't mean he's going to give it to somebody else. There's still something for you. Um, sometimes we delay the time because we're not ready. Um, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. You know, Cynthia said last week, she said, do what the Lord says to do. You know, and... There's some people in this room, even when I say these things, there's, there's a hesitancy in your heart or you know, a nervousness or anxiety because God's asking you to step out in something that maybe you've never done before. You know, I got to do lesson plans. I got to catch up on technology. I got to 
redo some thought processes that I didn't have for a long time, you know, and my, my wife knows it's been at times, you know, I come home and it's not easy, but it's a stepping out and I know that it's what God's asking me to do and so I'm doing it. Um, and he's asking you to do some of the same things, you know, and um, so I, I let, me, let me say this, pull up a Colossians, Colossians 1, 9, do you have that, Ella? 1, 9, it says, for this reason also, and we're going to read through to verse 12, it says, for this reason also, since the day we've heard this, we haven't stopped praying for you. We are asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, so that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work, and growing in the knowledge of God. May you be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all the endurance and patience with joy giving thanks to the Father who has enabled you to share in the saints the inheritance and the light. Can we all stand up? I'm going to close here. I'm going to to pray, but sometimes there's messages that need a response. And I think this is one of those times where there needs to be a response to those who God is really working on your heart. And that response really is, when I start praying, is really to come forward and meet with him. Um, Because I think it will be an act of faith, of stepping out as God's throwing you that trapeze bar, of stepping forward and taking on what God wants you to do. Maybe you don't know exactly what that is, but you know there's something stirring in your heart, and you need to be obedient to it. Maybe it's um, there's some things or wounds of the past that you've got to let go. I don't, I don't know what that is, but I just feel like maybe there's real something stirring in here that there needs to be a response for it. And so when I pray, if that is you, if you would come forward, and we'll pray for you. And maybe, maybe you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You've never been filled with the Holy Spirit before. And we can pray for you for that. Maybe you need a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit. Your vessel's gone dry. Life, whatever has happened, and you just need a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit. That may be something you need to come up and, and receive from the Lord. And, um, but I just feel like there's, there, there needs to be an act of obedience, of surrender, of coming and getting at the altar what God has for you personally. So as I pray, if that is you, you know, we're all family in here. I mean, there's only going to be one more service after this. So if this is you and I'm talking to you and your heart's being stirred, don't, don't go out of here and not be obedient. I don't know what that is for you. So as I pray, um, if that's you, come forward and meet with the Lord. And we may have a couple people up here to pray and, and, and touch that. But um, let's pray. Lord God, 
we just come before you. And we are so thankful and grateful how you have come and been in this place. We are so thankful that you have met our needs as a church. We're so thankful you've met our needs as a body. But we know that there's sometimes we got to step out. And we know you're calling every single one of us out of the boat. But we also know that there's, an, there's, a, there's a, a, a walk of obedience, a walk of response, a walk of surrender that we need to, to go for. And so, Lord God, I pray as these people have come up front and as, as they're dealing with you, Lord God, I pray that you would just really speak to them open their ears to hear what you, what, what you are saying to them. Lord God, we pray that you would just bring a new filling of your Holy Spirit. Lord God, we pray for those who have never been filled. Lord, as they step out, Lord, I pray you will fill them with your Holy Spirit and allow the gifts that you have for them to flow and be evident in their lives, and that the aroma of who you are, Holy Spirit, will just go and invade every place that you have, their workplace, their home, their families, their neighborhoods. And Lord, I pray for those that have been filled, but they need a fresh filling from you. Life has taken a beating, busyness, hurts, wounds. Lord God, I just pray that you will fill them also with your Holy Spirit. Lord, and so we are so thankful for what you're doing and continue to do, Lord God. These are the seeds and things that will happen for years to come, Lord God. And I just pray that you will just, those seeds will not fall on anything but fertile ground, Lord God, that will be able to grow and produce fruit for many, many years and generationally, Lord God. And so we just pray, Holy Spirit, come. Come. Come and touch. Come and minister. Oh, Come, Lord God. Come. Touch, Lord Jesus. Oh, Break us for what breaks you, Lord God. Break us for what breaks you. But don't just break us. Repair us.
Come, Holy Spirit. Fill these people, Lord God. Lord, we just thank you that we can come face to face with you. We can come meet you, that you speak to us, that you hear our cries, that you hear our pains, and that you want to meet with us individually. Thank you.